For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in the Broncos podcast. I'm Chris Braden, and with me, as always, Bronco legend Ray Crockett. Ray, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm going to be honest, Chris. After going down to Denver and seeing Broncos country, by the way, Broncos country, hey, I appreciate you. You showed up. You showed up. You were ready to go. The team wasn't ready to go, but you were ready to go. And and also, I got to see a lot of Broncos country as I was going into the stadium, and they all was chanting you know, my name. I appreciate the love for sure. But we're going to have to call this podcast something else. I mean, we call it believe in the Broncos, but I'm starting not to believe. <laughs> so, Ray, Ray, as a representative of Broncos country myself, I know I'm not supposed to say that because I'm in the media. It's bad. You know, right, all the other media right. guys are going to be like, Chris, you can't even wear a, you know, they don't let you wear Broncos shirts. You can't show that you're. I was born and raised a Colorado boy. I right. love the Broncos. Ray, right. I want to apologize to you from Broncos country, not just to you. Man. But to Steve Atwater, Mike Shanahan, TD, the whole alumni from from me, Chris Braden, the representative of Broncos country on this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, you, you guys don't need to apologize. <laughs> Trust me, Broncos country, like I said, they showed up. They showed out. They were loud and proud. You know, well, one thing I will say about the game was for the first time, and, and Shermer's existence with the Broncos, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say his coaching tenor. I'm going to say his existence because I don't know if he's coaching, but his existence with the Broncos, they scored on the first drive in like yeah. 25 mm-hmm. games. So Broncos country for a good six minutes was fired up. I'm talking yep. about it was something like it was like the olden days that I heard. I mean, it didn't last long. You know, because the team shortly thereafter started to suck it up, you know. But as far as Broncos country, you guys don't have to apologize. They was prepared. This team, though, man, I, I'm just going to be real with you. And, and, and I tweeted this out and, and I was very I, I was very emotional when I did it. But I was very real as well. It, it was not in a, a, a dumbfounded emotional tweet like you get at times. It was mm-hmm. a well thought out emotional tweet. I just felt the team was uninspired. I, I didn't see any enthusiasm. I didn't see any camaraderie. I didn't see any emotion. I mean, it was just, it was a bad display for a team that was, whether you like it or not, yes, I know that they played some lackluster games. The first three games were some lackluster teams that, that really aren't that great and won't be that good come the end of the year. 
but they were still three and zero. Oh. They were still three and two, and 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 had a chance if they win this game to be at the top of the division. They still was in place to battle, and you got your rivalry, which is which is big for me. You know, if there's a game that you show up for, I don't care. Normally, it doesn't matter what the records are when the Broncos and the Raiders get together. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a smash mouth, drop down, dead football game because of the rivalry. It really, I mean, at times the Broncos were 10 and 0 or, or 9 and 2, all these stuff, and the Raiders might have been 2 and 9, and it was still a great game, or vice versa. And this just, man, this was embarrassing for, for Denver to come out and perform the way they did under those circumstances. So, Ray, I told you I was going to ask you a question that I wouldn't have phrased it this way, but I think it's really good. And I'm just going to give, uh, give credit to my boy, Benny. Are the Broncos broken, Ray? Are they broken right now? Uh, uh, I would definitely say, I'm not sure if I want to say they're broken. I'm going to say they need some healing. <laughs> they're on the way. They're on the way. They definitely need some therapy. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're not fully broken when you need therapy. Sometimes you just need some healing. Mm-hmm. But r- right now, man, I'm just going to say this. From from what I witnessed on the field and on the sideline, see that because I'm a sideline guy. I, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm I'm a big advocate of what are you doing on the sidelines? Because that tells me where your mindset is as a team. Like, say, for instance, when the offense is on the field and the defense, what are they doing? Are they talking to each other? Are they communicating? Are they trying to fix problems? Or are they excited for the offense? Are they still into this? Because you need true, I mean, in order to play good football on any level, in order to play anything or do anything, you have to be inspired. There has to be a level of enthusiasm that comes from within. So when I look at the sideline, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see the enthusiasm. I didn't see the inspiration. And that's what I was so disappointed. That's where my emotional feelings came out. I was so disappointed because I'm like, look, you guys are not out of the game. I mean, you're only a touchdown down or maybe a touchdown and a field goal down. At the end of the day, that is where you come together on the sideline as a unit and you say, let's get back in this thing. I didn't see it. I I didn't see it. So to answer your question, that is definitely broken. (laughs) That is definitely broken when you do not have the wherewithal to, to get emotional from within. If somebody needs to guide you every time you have to do something, you're not going to do it well. So, Ray, uh, since we just need therapy, you're the physical therapist. You're, you're fixing this thing. <laughs> oh, like, I'm, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> what, so what's the first thing you do? I mean, the easiest thing, and everybody's talking about uh, radio station in Denver did a poll 97% of Bronco fans are not happy with Vic Fangio. Right. And uh, I think that. Wait, wait, wait. You said 90, 97%? 97%. Oh, the 3%, they're dead. Like, yeah. Well, I think maybe they <laughs> abstained from voting, maybe. Right. So, like, right. what's the first thing you do? Because as a Bronco fan, we look out on the field. And, you know, I tell you this every week. When, when you talk about stuff on the defense, it's stuff I just don't know. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. I, but I look, but I do see the effort. I do see the heads down. 
and it and it just for me as a, as a fan more than I don't get angry at that stuff. I'm like, man, this just this it looks like it sucks for everybody. What's right. going and on? It does. <laughs> and it does. Let me tell you when you when you're not making plays in a high performance business, mm-hmm. when you're not performing in a high performance business, it sucks for everybody from top right. to bottom. If it doesn't suck for everybody from top to bottom, then we have bigger problems because that means somebody don't give a damn. Right. And, and that's a major problem. Now, when, when you're in a relationship and the relationship is not going well, if it doesn't suck for both people, that means somebody don't care. So, right. so that means that relationship is definitely broken. But when it sucks for both people, there's a chance. You know? So that's mm-hmm. how I look at this from an from a organizational standpoint. When it sucks from top to bottom, that means you have a chance. That means you want to get it fixed. But when one party thinks it's okay, then there's a problem with me. And that's where I am right now with the Broncos. When I see Fangio come on and on the media and they say, are there going to be any changes made? You say, no. Mm-hmm. Emphatically, no. That's a problem to me. Because when I lose three in a row, the way we've lost three in a row, and then we come out and and and, and, and <laughs> look and exude no energy, no inspiration, no enthusiasm, and just get your butt drugged by an AFC foe in your rival, and you say there's no changes that need to be made, there's a problem. Therein lies a problem to me because I don't care. Maybe the coach, the head coach, doesn't need to be changed, but something within needs to be changed. Because the players are not responding to whatever the hell is going on over the last three weeks. So with that being said, therein lies a problem. Some changes need to be made. You know, the funny thing is, is he was making little changes. Like he put Fuller on the bench. I think he saw just a handful of plays and because Darby was back and he put Sertain out there. And it just doesn't seem like any of the buttons he's pushing is working. I mean, right. a guy that a guy that we know as a, a stalwart and like the Iron Man in Simmons is not playing the way he used to. It's just it's just rough. And I think all the way around, it looks like, you know, I'm not one for calling for people's jobs, but you, you made a, a, a great point when you don't want to make changes. I don't think you recognize there's a problem. Yeah, exactly. You you going, you know, you you going with your day the way it is, and, and that's not cool. But here, what I look at as well is that you have the highest paid secondary, mm-hmm. and putting Fuller on the bench, I'm not sure if that was the correct thing to do. Because I'm gonna be honest, you have to you have to know how your team is going to respond, and the secondary is a unit. The secondary is supposed to be a cohesive unit. And if you put full on the bench and bring Darby in and basically you, you promote certain in, I don't know if, if Jackson and Simmons was happy with that. You just don't know. I don't, I'm not inside. So, but it didn't look like they were happy with it because they came out and played horrible. And, and, and normally when something like that happens, it affects the group. It affects the group. And, and, I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't feel we are playing matchup football in the secondary. I would not have put Fuller on the bench. I would have played Fuller, and I would have put Sertain on Waller. Instead, mm-hmm. you, put, you had the smallest guy on the field trying to cover Waller. 
What sense does that make? Why did you draft Sertain, who's a bigger corner, who's a who's a a corner who can who can play tight ends, who has the speed, the size, but instead you put Callahan, who's a five nine corner, on Waller? I I I didn't get that. So I'm like, preparation to me is key, and, right. and in order to go out and play good football, you have to first and foremost be prepared. We did not look prepared. We did not look prepared, and then we don't adjust well. I'm looking at, you go back to Johnson, A.J. Johnson. He's not a cover linebacker. Why in the hell was he out there covering running backs? I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. So I don't think we were prepared, and you have to blame that on Fangio since he's still, quote, unquote, even though Ed Donatello has the title as a defensive coordinator, I'm assuming Fangio is calling the plays. Maybe he needs to release that. Maybe he, he needs to just be the head coach. And let Donatello maybe push the buttons and see if he can push those but you know those players' buttons since he's on a day to day basis in there more often. So Ray, how would you feel if you worked with a guy for twenty years and let's say you're a chef and he never lets you make a dish? Like Donatello never get like what is he doing there? You know what? Why do we? Why does he have a title? Why why is his title defensive coordinator if he's not coordinating anything? Well, and I feel like I feel like he could he would do a fine job. I think he'd be I, I fine. Mean, I, he's I look. He's been a coordinator before. He was a coordinator out in Green Bay, and and he definitely helped Greg Robinson, who was our coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I know that he understands matchups because he and I, player coach, talk matchups all the time. And and it just it just to me, I feel it was a wasted draft pick. If you didn't draft Sertain to match up with these athletic elusive tight ends that are in our division. If you didn't draft him to do that, if you drafted him to play on the edge and put Callahan on tight ends, that was a wasted draft pick. Callahan is not big enough. He's not strong enough. And not to me, he's not agile enough to cover those big tight ends. As you can see, it's, it's just not the right thing to do. So the Broncos again this week, they uh, Melvin Gordon got the ball 10 times. Williams got at 11 they both were averaging about five yards a carry. Teddy Bridgewater still had to throw 49 times, three picks, three touchdowns. It was funny because um, I heard someone say this. They feel like Pat Shermer looks at like the last six games and be like, oh, that worked against them. That worked against them. And instead of coming up with a cohesive plan, he picks like six or seven things that he's seen that have worked. And because yeah. uh, those running plays, there was like, eight or nine different running plays they were running, they never went back to something that was working ever. Not one time. I I didn't understand his game plan. I mean, first of all, foremost, let's just be real. I mean, like I told you, I call it straight with no chaser. This was Teddy's worst game. Teddy sucked it up. He sucked it up. You you got it. And what happens when you have opportunities like he had to make the big throw and you don't complete them, your your confidence just goes down in the tank, and and he was in the tank. He just started throwing balls to me. He he was he stopped playing inspired. Like I said, the whole team did not play inspired football. But even the head guy Teddy Teddy just did not look like the Teddy that I. He started look as as we play, as we call it in the hood. He started playing effort football. <laughs> I'm a look. I don't give a f. I'm just gonna throw it. I don't give a F. I'm going to throw it. He wasn't taking care of the ball. That was the toward, you know, the third or fourth quarter. That was effort football. 
You know, you call this play, I'm going to throw it. You call this play, I'm going to throw it. Even though it wasn't a good play, I'm going to throw it. You know, so that that's that's where I feel that the game just got away from us. I mean, that fourth and one, when Teddy throws the interception, how, how do you run a fourth and one when you have Williams who no, has proven no one can tackle him one-on-one? You have one of the most explosive running backs in the backfield, and you try to get too cute, too tricky, and, and throw a pass there and get it intercepted. I felt from that play, you know, there's always pivotal plays in a game that can turn a game around. And that, to me, was a pivotal play. And, of course, Teddy not hitting the big ball, you know, the, the wide open deep ball. But that was a pivotal play that I think teams was like, what? We throw the ball, even the defense. You know, you saw the defense on the sideline. When that interception happened, they all just mumbled over, you know, just went over to grab the helmets. Like, it was no, let's go stop them, let's go, none of that. It was just like, oh, Lord, here we go again. So it, it was just it was just a mundane effort, and, and it was embarrassing. So, yeah, so I, I don't know if we want to beat that into the ground anymore. It's super disappointing no, no, loss. Yeah, yeah. They, did, they didn't uh, compete very well. And it's funny because I don't know if this is just because I'm, I root for the Broncos. I don't put this all on the players. I look at, like, Pat Shermer's game plan, and I agree with you 100%. You're paying Will Fuller all this money. He, he's proven in this league. Why are you sitting him on the bench? I mean, like, none of that really makes sense to me. Now, yeah, no, you don't downgrade a guy. You don't downgrade a guy like that who, who's a proven player, who's all pro, who's, who's proven that he can play after a, a bad couple of weeks or whatever. Now, you, you hold him accountable for sure. sure. For sure, you hold him accountable, but you don't just dismiss him like that because that's showing the other players. That's showing the other players, oh, so that's how you'll do us, you know. And, and you have to be able to play free. You have to be able to play full speed. You have mm-hmm. to be able to allow to make mistakes. And, and you know, if you feel that I'm not allowed to do that, then I'm not going to play for you. And then when one person's not going to play for you, another person's not going to play for you, and on and on and on and on. And all of a sudden, you lose the team. So that's what we need to be talking about. Has Fangio lost the team? Because it looked like to me that they weren't prepared or they did not want to play for him. That's what it looked like to me. You know, so that that is the problem is, has he lost the team? And, and we'll see this Thursday. It's a quick turnaround like you. I don't want to beat the horse to death. You know, we, we saw the performance. It was ugly. And, and it's one of those performances that you got to throw it out the window. And I'm cool with that. But here's a problem that I'm not cool with. I'm not cool with... Week in and week out, I see the same mistakes that aren't getting fixed. That's not cool because now you're what we call a repeat offender. And we, back in the Super Bowl days, back when I was interning, when there was a key to leaving Chris Harris and I interned for the Broncos as a coach and, and with Wolf, you know, back then, there was a thing called we did not want to be repeat offenders. Right. And that's what I'm seeing with the Broncos right now. I'm seeing Simmons week in and week out get the ball thrown over his head. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing cornerbacks week in and week out don't be connected to the receiver and make the play. Just fl- flailing at the ball. You know, I'm seeing it week in and week out. So when I see that, that is coaching and pride. You have to have good coaching 
to correct mistakes week in and week out. And then you have to have pride of the player to say, I don't care what mistake I make. It's not going to be the same damn mistake I made last week. That comes from the prayer. Well, and I think for me, um, you know, Pat Shermer needs to be the sacrificial lamb here. And because if I look back in Broncos history, there's been strong head coaches here, you know, whether it's Shanahan, Reeves. I mean, we can go down the line. I even think I had a lot of respect for John Fox. I don't, you know, know what the reason he ended up uh, getting uh, fired was. But Kubiak, but like, you're right. These guys wouldn't repeat offend. I don't think that Mike Shanahan would have stud, you know, he was the OC, but how many defensive coordinators did he go through? Oh, I mean, I, I'm just telling you, point blank. Hey, look, <laughs> the, one, the one thing we would not do from Steve Atwater, Tyrone Braxton, Darian Gordon, myself, you know, Darius Johnson, whoever it was, when we watched that film as a unit, the first thing we would say is, that won't happen again. Right. And we meant that. Like, if Steve didn't come over the top for, for a, a player or if Steve didn't fill the hole, we made sure you're not going to see that next week. And, right. and that's a problem to me. I, I'm seeing the ball go over these guys' head. They're giving up, they've given up three or four deep balls a game. I mean, if anything, I don't care if you got to line up at the stadium and look at, at the goal line. Stop giving up deep balls. You got to stop giving up deep balls. Make them throw short passes. Whatever it is you have to do, Make them do that. I, I, I tell you, I, I related to this. Last year, Tampa Bay Buccaneers played Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs ran them out of the, off the field, throwing deep balls, throwing deep balls, left and right, left and right, left and right. Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs played Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you see any deep balls given up? No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because that coach and those players said, you may beat us, but you're not going to beat us the same way you beat us the first time. And that's what I feel. Baltimore Ravens beat us the same way the Oakland Raiders beat us. I mean, the Los Angeles Raiders beat us. Or the Las Vegas Raiders. Where the hell the hell them, them Raiders are? The Raiders. Yeah. They, yeah. they beat us the same way the Baltimore Ravens beat us. That's a problem. Well, and I think one thing, and as a fan, you don't I, – I blame it on the coaching, but we don't know what the chemistry is like with the team. And, and when you talk about Steve Atwater would have said, that's not happened again – you guys all held each other accountable. Like exactly. he did it more than just want, wanting to win the game. He didn't want to let you down either. He's exactly. like, Ray, I got you next time. And I don't see exactly. that right now on either side of the ball. Well, I tell people like this, the Broncos may be on the front of my Jersey, but Crockett is on the back. Right. And I don't give a damn. You're not going to see Crockett getting beat <laughs> play in, play out week in, week out. I don't care what I have to do. So there has to be some internal pride in these players as well. So moving on to, to, to tonight's game, uh, Browns coming off uh, a big loss. I totally misread this game because I thought the Browns were going to win this. For me, this more than anything that game did, it solidified the Cardinals as those guys are real. You like, thought the they, Browns going to beat the Cardinals? I did because they're going to Cleveland. I, did I just, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I you, fell into uh, it. You, you, you. I need to, I need to coach you up a little bit on, on watching games then, because there was no way in hell I thought the Browns was going to beat the Cardinals. No way. Well, I but thought anyway. the running game and the and the and the defense on the Browns. I, you know, yeah, I was a hundred percent wrong, and you're 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 right. I I misread that, but 
now we know Baker Mayfield isn't playing. Right. He's he, that shoulder, and you know what? He gets he get Baker Mayfield gets beat up a lot in the in, in the media, and maybe rightfully so. But I'll tell you this: that guy's a gamer. He he, he gives it everything he has, and and he I would have. You know, so is he? Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he I mean, Lamar Jackson? No. He, but he's a gamer. But I, I just don't know if he's the guy that can win you the big one. That yeah. he can win you the big one. Now the players around him, you know, the the two running backs, the two wide receivers, if they're playing well and everything is in sync, and the coach mm-hmm. is calling great plays. I just don't know if Baker can really put a team on his back and win the big one. Lamar has proven he can do that. You know, the other guys have proven they can they can do that at one point in time. Baker just not having proven that to me, that he can actually put a team on his back and will them to a victory. That I have not seen. So I think that's where he gets a lot of the, the flack from, from other pundits, and, and rightfully so, because he hadn't proven it yet. But you know what? Having a steady quarterback, and especially in Cleveland, man, come on. They've been, you know, we've been dealing with this for five, six years. They've been dealing with it for decades, man. I can't believe they're not all in. Like, okay, you know, maybe he's just an above average quarterback. They should kind of be happy with that right now. I mean, you know, instead of trying to figure out ways to get rid of him, you know what I mean? Like, right. Well, I don't think they're, I don't think they're trying to figure out ways to get rid of him. They're just, look, they're just doing what the Broncos are not doing. They're just holding them accountable. They're just saying, yeah. hey, we're, we don't want to accept just good. I know it's been, you know, umpteenth years since we've had a real quarterback. But now that we got one, we want to hold you accountable to be one. And and it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. There's no, nothing right. wrong with getting a player who's supposed to be good and holding him accountable, just like Justin Simmons. Quit coming on the mic telling me those mistakes are correctable when you're not correctable. You're making $80 million. Damn it, play. I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing those are correctable mistakes. Yes, they are correctable mistakes. But we're not paying you to tell me they're correctable. We're paying you to correct them. So You are, that's, you are that's the eraser. Exactly. You're the per- that's accountability. <laughs> I mean, that's what we paid you for. We paid you to be the eraser of some of the mistakes that the other guys make, not the ones your ass is making. So let's, let's right. get it going. Let's get it going. And that's what Fangio needs, you know, needs to say. He needs to put his foot down. And, and I felt, I mean, real talk, I felt he benched the wrong guy. If you want to prove something, bench the guy that you just paid $80 million. Bench him right. for a game. If you let the ball go over your head one more time, you're getting benched. That's what I would say as a coach. I don't care if I'm paying you 80 million. I I rather I rather take that hit just to show the other players, hey, if I bench him, I bench any of y'all. So y'all need to get it together. And that's where we are. We at that point. So another one went down. AJ Johnson is done for the season. That hurts. Tech. That, that hurts, hurts big time. So yes. I gotta be honest with you. I, I've seen the reports. I don't know who's playing. So also AJ uh Kareem Hunt. For the Browns, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield all out. Questionable is Jadavian Clowney, OBJ. I mean, they're all questionable. So if we're looking at injuries, it's kind of equal right now. I mean, in fact, the Browns are probably a little bit more injured at this point. I don't know. I was about to say the the Browns, if you want to take a short week, right, Mm -hmm. and the injuries that, that are out there right now, 
the Browns have the worst injury. Yeah, we're missing a linebacker. We 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 can do some things on defense. You can move some guys around and play. Now, now don't get me wrong. For the long haul and for the rest of the year, AJ is going to be desperately missed because he was the physicality of the defense. He was the 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 tackling machine. Yep. He was the guys. Not only does he have a physical, a physical present, because he's a big mother. <laughs> yeah, he so, is. Yeah. So from a physicality standpoint, he, he is that guy that that brought that physicality to the defense. Because you look at Von Miller, no, you know, Von Miller is a runaround guy. He ain't stuffing nobody. He's a speed quickness. But AJ was the guy who would put his nose in your face and, and make you smell it. <laughs> you know, he's that, <laughs> he's that guy. So we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him. But in a short week, with, with both of the running backs being out in Cleveland, both of the and the quarterback, the, the starter, Baker, being out, they that should be worse than where we are. I mean, right. Teddy, Teddy should play. Mm-hmm. And, and we know who Case Keenum is. We've seen yep. him before. So we, we have an understanding of who Case Keenum is. So, so with all that being said, in Case Keenum is not – the deep ball thrower that Baker Mayfield is or any other quarterbacks we face. So that within itself should help our defense out because he's not, let's just say this. If Case Keenum throws three or four or five deep balls and completes them against us, it's over. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. (laughs) Fire Fangio, fire the deep, fire, look, fire the DBs, Fire whoever steps on that field. And I'm not playing. I'm being very honest about that. If Case Keenum can go out and complete three or four or five deep balls against us like these other teams have done, there need to be major changes. The whole secondary probably need to be benched since you want to bench somebody. The whole secondary should be benched and Fangio should not be allowed in the locker room after the game. (laughs) I'll text you tonight and see how you're doing. (laughs) because <laughs> you know with the the tackles being out last week i'm trying to find them here so the tackles injury i mean von miller like tonight is prime time it's the only it's the only prime time game broncos have this year i feel like von miller is going to have a great night problem right. is um is that enough no no it's not no we, like, we need von to go out get yeah, we Mark need to go out and get three we sacks need, tonight and not enough. What we need to see, we need to see some inspired play. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to see a, a team with enthusiasm. And we need and look, I'm gonna scrap all of you know, what do you think? What what I am looking for, of course they need to get a victory. We all know that. So yeah. I'm not gonna even try to say who's gonna win, who's gonna lose. I don't really give a you know that word. I just need to see some players. You're playing on Thursday night, national TV, prime time. I need to see some enthusiasm. And you're playing on the road. This is where you go to shut the fans up. This is where you go to kind of, look, to, 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 to kind of get uh, Aaron Rodgers. I own you type thing. <laughs> that you was need, awesome. Yes, you need to go out and feel that. You see what I'm saying? That's the type of fire that I'm looking for out of this team. No, you don't necessarily have to say it. But show it. Prove it. This is the Cleveland Browns. We own the Cleveland Browns. Yes, the Broncos own them. All the way back to the the Elway days before I got there. We own the Cleveland Browns. I've never lost to the Cleveland Browns. So that is the attitude that they should have. They should come out with that attitude 
And, and I need to see it, man. I need to see some inspired play. Because if you get two lackluster, two lackluster performances and two uninspired, you know, <laughs> and two weeks of uninspired play by, by the team, then I, I'm sorry. Fangio, it, it's one of those things where you, you got you to gotta grow a set of, of, of cojones and, yeah. and go ahead and let Fangio go. You do. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The Broncos uh, live rent-free in all Browns' uh, uh, nightmares, so it, it's pretty good. So before I get your prediction, let's go around uh, the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs put one on uh, Washington. They're heading to the Titans. Man, the Titans, I don't even know what's up with that team. Maybe they just stop throwing the ball all together and just give it to Derrick Henry because that guy Man, is a look. <laughs> He is a load. He is, he is the real deal, Holyfield. I just, you know, I, I just, I fear for the guy because, man, he, he, he's going to be one tired dude mm-hmm. after this year, after yep. this season, because it's coming down to all they can do is turn around and give it to him in order mm-hmm. for them to be in games. And if that's the case, I, I just feel for his body. But, he, you know, he, he can definitely do it. He, he, right now, in my opinion, he's, he's definitely – Top one or two in the MVP race for sure. It's funny if we go back in time a little bit. I think people forget about how Christian Okoye ran. Nobody's gotten Derrick Henry like Steve got Christian Okoye. Yeah, and and, and and once again, Christian Okoye only lasted about three years. Yep, <laughs> taking that type of punishment, you know, getting yep. hit like that and, and, and carrying ball that much. He had Barry Word too, like to yeah. to yeah. Mess him up so. Good, that, the good memories. So we got Chiefs at Titans. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine in that game. They're kind of yeah, the Chiefs, out a little bit. Well, and, and, and I just think the Titans can't score enough. I mean, right. And the Titans secondary is not good enough. Uh, you know, against a really good cohesive secondary, I, I would say Chiefs are going to have problems. The Chiefs will outscore these guys. That's the only thing. Now, don't get me wrong. The Titans will play and be in the game, but this is a team that I feel the Chiefs can just flat out outscore. That's right. what I feel. Yeah. So then we got uh, Chargers coming off a loss to, I want to say the Lamar Jacksons, but we'll give the Ravens. Man, <laughs> the I, 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 and I'm going to be honest, that, that, <laughs> that somewhat surprised me. That somewhat me surprised me. I thought, I, thought that the, uh, I thought the Chargers could get that game. I really thought that they had a good enough secondary. And with Bosa and those guys, I thought they had a good enough from a front seven that could give Lamar some problems, but hey, man, you get you just gotta hand you gotta hand Lamar his flowers. Everybody mm-hmm. don't want to give him love. They talking about he has to be better in the playoffs and all that and all this. Man, this is this guy third year, fourth year. He's he is a dog, a bona fide yeah. as we call it in the hood, a bona fide rock wall. <laughs> he, yeah. he goes out and gets it. So you just got to give him his love. He's showing it. You know, the funny thing is, is like, I hear the, all that talk too. Maybe he's tired at game 17, 18. I mean, carrying these guys, you so know what carrying, I mean? Exactly. I'm like, if I put a whole team on my back for 16 weeks, 17 weeks, hell, it would be hard for me to perform in the playoffs as well. I mean, yeah, at, some, so. at some point, give the guy some help. So the Chargers have the Pats coming in. Another, another tough test. It's going to uh, be a tough test. For I think Herbert. The I think the Chargers got this one, though. I mean, now, don't get me wrong now. The Pats are, are playing. Now, that's what I'm talking about. 
You can say what you want to say about Bill Belichick, but one thing his teams do, they play inspired football. Yep. I don't care who it is, whether it's Cam Newton or whoever it is. Everybody said, you know, you got to give Belichick his due. Yes, Tom Brady had, as you can see, a lot to do with all those championships or whatever mm-hmm. when people try to compare. Was it Bill or was it Tom? I, I'm not looking at that. What I'm looking at is the product that he's putting on this field right now. They play inspired football. They play inspired football, so you know they're going to go out and they're going to challenge you and, and they're going to play hard. That is, to me, the product of a head coach. And when you can say this right here, when you can say, I don't care where they play, they can play in Alaska, they can play in Europe, they can play in Spain, they can play in Australia, they're going to play hard. I can't say that about our team. But I can say that about the Pats. So it's going to be a tough game. I think I think the Chargers will get it. I think they'll end up getting it. But it's going to be a tough game. And the, and the rookie quarterback is playing good. You know, Matt, Matt Jones, he's not, he's not a bad. He, he's, he's more advanced than I thought he would be. He's kind of composed. And, he, and he, I think the one thing that I've noticed that's different than him, he doesn't try to play above, above himself. Like he right. stays within the offense. He, he rarely makes that critical, horrible mistake where, you know, we've seen Drew Locke where he's like, I got this giant gun and I think I can get it in there. I'm just going to let it go. He well, hasn't I, really I, done he, that. Yeah, he doesn't really do that. But what he will do, though, he will take some risk. He will take yeah. some calculated risk. And I like that. He won't go into a shell, which right. that's that's the thing I like is that you have some quarterbacks and Teddy is one of those guys, I feel, that sometimes can go into a shell. You know, he can miss a deep ball or miss a throw here. And then all of a sudden, it's just check down Teddy, check down Teddy, check. Mac has proven that he's not that guy. He he will still make calculated risks. He's going to be careful, but he'll still make a risk like he did last week against the Cowboys. He threw a pick six and then came right back and threw, threw that out and up or out and in is really what it was, out in the post, out and in against the same guy and got it in there for the touchdown. That was a look. That was a calculated risk and, and a big cojones throw for sure. Then we all know what the Raiders did to the Broncos. They have the Eagles going into Vegas, and you know what? I don't know what you think about Hertz. I kind of like him. I, I, I like think, Hertz. I like Hertz. I, think, I like Hertz. I just don't like the Eagles. I yeah, mean, I, I, don't, I don't like the Eagles as a team. I mean, but I like Hertz. I, li- I like Hertz. Jalen Hurts is a good is a good player. And he's a good, strong-minded guy. You know what? He's figuring it out. But as a whole, I, I, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, to be honest. So I, I'm going to say the Raiders are going to get this game. Now, Hurts will cause them some problems because he's going to come at you and, and he's going to make some plays. I don't feel defensively that they have enough uh, right. on the defensive side to, to, you know what I'm saying, to control the Raiders the whole game. But I think it'll be a, it would definitely be a closer game than what we just witnessed <laughs> against the Raiders sure. and the Broncos. But I think the Raiders will get it. So that makes uh, wins for all the AFC West. One thing about the well, Eagles, I, look, the Jets. I didn't say I didn't say we were going to win against the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so, say that. <laughs> but I wanted to bring the thing up about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The Eagles. This was kind of like a a rebuild year for them, and they were they were they weren't sold on Jalen Hurts, but. He's going out there and he's winning some games, and you're like, you know what? We should have been able to do that too. Well, wait a minute, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. 
I, I can't say they wasn't sold on. They traded a guy that they paid a hundred million dollars. They traded okay. that guy. So you got to yeah. be sold on that guy. You better be sold on that guy. If you paid a guy $119 million and traded him the next year. Yeah. You but maybe he you went, maybe he went Ben Simmons on the Eagles. We don't know. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do, they traded him. They traded him. Look, it's different. They traded him. Now, yeah. He wanted the job. They just said, we, we've seen enough. But, We're good. We, we got it. We got a guy. Right. So exactly. the, down to the Broncos tonight. Um, in man, I'm just Cleveland. looking for effort, man. I'm looking for effort. I, I don't even want to call it win, loss, or draw. I, I really don't give a damn. I just want to see some effort. I want to see. I, I want to see these players come out with some pride. I want to see, as as my people used to say, I want to see them play like they mom and them watching the game. You know, they mom and them, <laughs> the cousin, the, the yep. daddy, the sister, the brother, the mama. Act like your mom and them watching this game, and because and, I'm telling you, Monday night, Thursday night, playoff, Super Bowl. I don't care any other day. I knew my mom and them was watching this game. And you're going to get a ball out of Ray Crockett. Ray Crockett, when, when my mom and them watching, oh, I'm a ball. I'm a ball. <laughs> so that's what I want to see. I want these players to act like they mom and them watching this game and, and, and come out and put out some effort, you know? You know, and I'm with you on that. I'm not going to – I'm just going to say it like this. I'm not feeling good about tonight. I, I feel I, – I, I don't feel like – the leadership. I. This is what I want to see, Ray. I want to see. It's not a much uh, as much about the effort. I want to see the players take control. Yeah. Like let's let let's say yes. Shermer calls a horrible game plan. Maybe a Vic Fangio's not on his game, and the players are like, you know what? Adjust. This is all bad. Adjust. Let's do this. Let's that, do this. That is called AQ. In any relationship, you have to have IQ intelligence right you have to have intelligence you have to have eq you have to be emotionally stable and you have to have aq you have to be able to adjust yep and and, and that's where i feel this team is missing aq they don't adjust well they don't adjust well coming out of out of the half times they don't adjust well from play to play they don't adjust well from from series to series mm-hmm. I, I need to see them adjust that you know I, and that's like, like, like you just said last week. I tell, I, sh- I tell you one play that that I feel the AQ is was missing. Right before half, right, we went down. We we call ourselves. We're trying to score, right? Mm-hmm. There was two minutes. There was legitimately two minutes, and I want to say maybe two minutes and twenty seconds before half. We got the ball. We didn't do anything with the ball. The Raiders end up getting the ball back with a minute and say twenty seconds or whatever left. Two times in that drive, we had A.J. Johnson, we had <laughs> covering a running back out wide. What? I don't care what defense man Joe call. If I'm on that field, I know damn well <laughs> Johnson cannot cover. So as a defensive player, I'm going to say, hey, somebody go out there. Somebody go out there. We can put him inside. <laughs> somebody else, go make the adjustment yourself as players. You know right. he's at a disadvantage. Somebody else go out there and cover. Put AJ over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about, AQ. But instead, 
Both of those passes get completed. One got completed for about 15, 20 yards. The next one got completed for the touchdown right before half. Come on now. Come on, guys. Adjust. Adjust. That's all I'm saying. Adjust. Have some AQ. Good stuff as always, Ray. How can they follow you? At SlickPick639 on Twitter <laughs> and Croc39 on Instagram. And you can follow me at Chris Braden Live on everything. Ray, let's hope for the best. You know, let's hope for the best. And Yeah, I, I, I don't pick the Broncos six weeks in a row. I'm, I'm, I'm done picking it. I'm just going to hope for the best. And, and I'm going I'm to look. And now I'm going to use the EQ test. Which is my eye. <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what my eyes tell me. If this team wants to play for the rest of the year, or or if they've packed it up and, and they're already on their private planes home, I need to see this. It's early. It's early. Ray, let's hope next week when we talk again that if the Broncos happen to mo- to lose tonight, that somebody recognized and and maybe some changes are made. Because the thing about here in Denver is that we support the players 100%. Right. That this coaching stuff is, like, hard for us to stomach. It's hey, just man, hard. let's just call it what it is. If Case Keenum goes out and beats you without any starting running backs, I mean, damn. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, damn. Let's just be real. If Case Keenum goes out and beats you without any starting running backs, without Kareem Hunt, without Chubbs. Damn. That's all I can say. Say it with me now. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I'm with you. Good, good stuff, Ray. Hey, that's, right, a sound, that's a sound bite right there, man. <laughs> all right, good one. Talk to you later, man. All right, baby, later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.